On today's episode of the AC Sports Report, we have Gary Adornado, uh, the guy behind Varsity Sports Network. If you've been looking for someone that talks about youth sports in the DMV, from basketball to football, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and softball, you've found it. We are the authority. We are the authority. This is the AC Sports Report. There's a thriving community of youth sports in the DMV, and we cover it all. From interviews to game reports to player scouting, public and private schools, and we even cover the college recruiting process. This is the AC Sports Report, and here's your host, John Miller. Gary, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. I've been trying to get you here for a while. Um, if you're in Maryland, if you're in, I would go so far as to say the DMV, if you don't know what VSN is, if Varsity Sports Network is, you're not paying attention to youth sports. So this is awesome that you're here. I got a lot of questions. Go ahead. So the why. We, we'll get to the why in a minute because you could be doing anything right now, but you decide you're going to create a website that's going to help parents, kids keep track of youth sports in the area. How long have you been doing it? Well, I started in high school sports uh, when I came. I was actually still in college, and I got a job on the sports desk of the Baltimore Sun and got some opportunities to cover high school games. Ended up doing it for three years. Uh, eventually, I graduated from Towson and got a job in what I studied, which was marketing. And I worked for a couple of different companies over the next 10 years or so and kind of left high school sports behind except for being a fan and following some games. But... Uh, I had uh, started a second company with a partner. I was doing a lot of uh, graphic design and copywriting in the sports world. And uh, so I started a business doing, being sort of like a one-man ad agency. And I was working with a printer in Towson, which is not around anymore. But one of the principals in that firm, he and I decided that since he was doing a lot of work in the sports world, bringing me work, and I was bringing him printing work in the sports industry, we might have a better shot of diving deeper into that industry if we started a company. That company quickly morphed into more of a sports event, sports PR company, and we took on a bunch of accounts. We were doing things for the Arena Football League and uh, Castro Motorsports and women's tennis. Uh, that company kind of got uh, undercut by 9-11, and um, we, we were struggling a little bit. So we ended up kind of melding back into our core businesses um, we dissolved the company, but one of the things that came out of that company was a contract to do sports marketing for the MIAA, which is the boys' private school here in Baltimore. And the MIAA had a very rudimentary early stage website, and part of what we were doing for them was uh, kind of managing that, putting the scores in. So a light bulb went off in my head. I used to be a high school sports writer. I just started putting um, stories on the website, and uh, I kept that that part of that business that came with me of my other company, and instantly I realized that there was an interest in it. Uh, we started uh, drawing all kinds of traffic, blew out a couple of servers, had to keep upgrading, and was making no money with it, though. This is way before people dedicated advertising money to the internet, uh, it was kind of just like a throw-in. We were selling, you know, sponsorship packages to the MIA championship events, and we kind of said, all right, and you get an ad on the website. But 
gradually as I learned what that industry was all about, and it was growing, there was a company based here in Maryland, in Columbia, called Digital Sports. And Digital Sports had just rebranded itself, and they had the idea of uh, franchising um, high school sports websites all around the country, sort of like uh, Jiffy Loop. In fact, the CEO was a former Jiffy Loop guy, and he did all the franchising for Jiffy Loop, a guy by the name of Ed Kelly. We met by chance. He tried to convince me to take my MIA website and make it a franchise under his business. I wasn't making any money with it as it was. I thought if I made a franchise, I'd make even less. <laughs> so, uh, Yeah, he, zero times 100 is still zero. Yeah, so, I, so I, I convinced him to buy it. He did. I went to work for digital sports for three years. We did some amazing things here in Maryland. We built out a, a market-wide high school website that was doing – Oh, seven million pages a month. Um, we expanded into D.C. and everything was going well in Maryland, but they never got it off the ground to do it in the other markets. They had a few, but they just it takes a special person who understands business and media and marketing. And they just didn't have those people in the other areas. So in 2008, it looked like digital sports was on its way down. They were trying to sell it. And uh, I decided to leave, but I had a, a handful of people who were pretty influential people who uh, loved the site. I had covered their kids. They convinced me to think about doing it on my own. And it was a long process. I won't bore you with all the details, but in 2010, I launched Varsity Sports Network and uh, also maintained the MIA website. I, I, I got that back from once digital sports was sold, and I've been doing it since then. So. We're in our 12th year, and we've gone through a lot of ups and downs, uh, growing you know, a small business, struggling financially along the way, getting through the pandemic, which is our latest challenge. But uh, through it all, we've just keep plugging along, and uh, here I am, still doing it. So yeah, I, I watch the MIAA and the IAAM site a lot, as well as Varsity Sports Network. And I do, do notice that the MIAA site and VSN, there's some similarities between the two you it kind of they're not the same they're different but you can see that um organizationally or there's some similarities there sure. i wondered if you were part of that too so yes i own that and and any story that's on the mia website will also be on vsn and if you subscribe to vsn you you get both and vice versa so it's one subscription gets you both sites we i'm a parent of a high school kid and and we know that uh, this is a, a resource, a service that we're getting, and we appreciate that. We also know that you can't do it for free, and if you did it for free and didn't make money too long, you would eventually have to stop doing it. So we hope you continue to do it. But you do this through ad dollars mostly, or is it well, It's a combination okay. of ad dollars and subscriptions. The first three years we were in business, we did not charge subscriptions. And uh, I was the last holdout. My investors, some of my employees – they said, everybody's going to subscriptions. You subscribe to any site, whether it's about fashion or cars or whatever, if it's producing a lot of content, all the major newspapers. So um, we're kind of a tweener in the ad world. We, we have a great audience, a very niche audience, and it, it's not um, small. It's a, it's a substantial amount of people come to our site every year. But, you know, when, you, when the big, big advertisers go out to spend their money, they're they're not thinking of us necessarily. We, we have to fight for 
the small, the second tier, the third tier, people that don't have the budgets for the big television campaigns. So it's always a struggle. So we need that revenue. But I set the price back in 2013 at $4.99 a month. It, it can't be much cheaper than that. It's, that's, that's good. It's never gone up. And if you subscribe for six months at a time, it's even cheaper. If you subscribe for a year at a time, it's even cheaper. And then there were people that said, well, I don't like to have my credit card pinged and charged every month. So I created plans where you can sign up for three months for $19.99, and it doesn't renew. So at the end of the three months, it ends. You don't get charged again unless you decide you want to re-up. So I've tried to make it affordable, try to make it um, – easy and uh it, you know the people that get it the people that have kids playing that want to see their kids names and covered they'll subscribe and again we we waste 4.99 on so many different things cup of coffee at starbucks yes exactly. actually you might not get one for 4.99 anymore and i think starbucks is telling you you got to bring your own cup now right <laughs> so well thanks for doing it um sure. i'd like to support it i'm a subscriber Thank you. Um, and I also am guessing we talked briefly about some of the metrics that you keep track of things. I'm guessing every time I log on to the website, there's another little hash mark that goes into the accounting software so you can count that. So when you do go to the advertiser, you can say, this is how many visits, sure. how our, many unique our, visitors. Our, our paywall registers, it'll tell me everything you even read, what pages you want on to. Um, and then we use the standard measurements that – all major websites use Google Analytics. We have about 400,000 people a year visit the two sites. Uh, and then we don't have 400,000 subscribers. I, I would be doing That would be a good problem <laughs> to have. Much, much better. But well, let's do the math. 400,000 times $5 a month. Yeah, no, no. But uh, a lot of our content is free as well. We, we do have some free stories. And then the thing that draws the traffic and the repeat is we track – all of the schedules, scores, and standings for all the major leagues in the Baltimore metropolitan area, the major sports of each sports season, which is, takes up a ton of my time. So you have a staff of about 50 or 60 people in a high-rise downtown and their round-the-clock coverage. What's it take to do this, Gary? Well, <laughs> it, it takes a lot of time and uh, a lot of relationships. Uh, the, the schools and the coaches and the – uh, directors of the, of the conferences. Obviously, I have a direct relationship with the MIA. Um, I, at one point, I also ran the IAM website until um, they, they decided they wanted to be more independent, but I still have a great relationship with them, and we, we do some things together. So a lot of their coaches know, and uh, every time we go out, people want to know, how, how can we get more coverage? And we just you know simply say, Submit it. I mean, that's a that's a great segue. So I'm glad we had the opportunity to talk about the website. But how how does a kid get um, coverage on there? And, and how many reporters do you have? I'm going to call them reporters. I'm sure they sure. have more complicated titles and uh, responsibilities. So um, I have about a dozen or so people who are uh, freelance writers. Uh, all of them, have, most of them, have had. Great careers uh, in local media, people like Catherine Dunn, Nelson Coffin, Derek Tony's my right hand guy. He he's my senior editor. He kind of coordinates all the big games. Who who's going to be where? Um, Joe De Blasi's been with me since the beginning, even since the digital sports days. Uh, he, he's a interesting story. He's a retired Baltimore City councilman who knows everybody. The kids love him. They. They chant his name in the gym when he walks in. Oh, <laughs> nice. And Joe's been with me forever. Uh, 
I, I could go down and name. Uh, it's a who's who's list of people. Lem Satterfield was the first person I hired when I was at Digital Sports, and we had a full-time staff over there. And Lem was the guy in Baltimore uh, high school sports for a long time. He um, still does some freelancing for me, um, but not always uh, on a regular basis because he, he has a full-time job covering professional boxing. But um, he's still out there. So it's a great group of people. And as far as this is how we work. We, we try to identify games that need coverage, and it's not always the biggest teams or the biggest games, and, w- and we staff those games. And then we uh, invite the coaches to submit things. So last night I must have uh, published eight or nine stories where the coaches send me anything from the box score to a, a few tidbits, stats. Uh, I mean – I can turn a very little bit of information into a story as long as I, I have it from a verified source that it's accurate, and uh, we write right from there. And, and uh, so we can cover a lot more than when we actually can attend. So, so if you're getting an email from tinytim at gmail.com, you have no idea who it is, and he's telling you all about the inside scoop of something that you've never heard from before, you might not be able to verify that source. Sure. And then sometimes we get things from parents that are – a little distorted. Sometimes there are some parents out there that I've known for a while are very accurate, but uh, it's 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 int- you got to be careful. You have to have to look at it. Absolutely, Gary. I'm a parent, and I'm telling you, I'm not biased at all. There's no reason why I would. Of course, I'm biased, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> I do it all the time. Um, so very cool. This is exciting. So you've been watching, participating in youth athletics for a while, and you've probably seen some kids that have gone on to play either in college or maybe even high school. Have you noticed any trait or anything about those kids or the stories behind those kids that are consistent across them? Is there any one thing or, or two things or anything you noticed that would take a kid to the next level? Well, there's just some athletes we've covered since we've been doing this that you can just go home at night and just say, I just interviewed a future millionaire because uh, they're that special. Um, you see – a football player on the field and he's just running by everybody players that you know are good and, and quick I, I come to mind Tavon Austin we covered him a great deal and he went on played at West Virginia and he's uh, I think he was still in the NFL last year eighth ninth tenth year um, players like Rudy Gay who was a um, all-american down at Archbishop Spalding and still in the NBA um, Carmelo Anthony was a little bit before our time. I, my son actually played against him in high school. Tyson Catholic? Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, Mark Dexter, uh, long career at the Rangers and Yankees, he, he was a uh, big-time player that we covered. And it's it's there's just – to answer your question, there's just something different. And then there's been guys that, that didn't stand out who plugged away, plugged away, and – they made it big as well. It's you know some people develop or blossom later on in life, and uh, but it, it's it's a lot of fun just to you know we we have a section of our site it's called the Sports Wire. It's in the right column, and and those stories are free actually. We we don't make people subscribe. Oh, pay attention, Sports Wire, where we just plug in little tidbits about former local guys. You know maybe they made all conference at their college or. Um, or MVP, or did something big, broke a record, um, got signed to a professional contract. So we we kind of monitor that, and 
just you know they're, they're short little blurbs, but it's it's information about local athletes who, who got started here. So I read an article, or my wife read an article and told me about it. The St. Peter's team out of New Jersey that's going to the Sweet 16. Apparently, nobody on the team was highly recruited or ranked as a high school player. And they're they're, they're making waves. It's, they are it, making waves. There's a story there. It, that is uh, might be a little outside of VSN, but uh, it happens every year, though, doesn't? In that tournament, that's why that tournament's so amazing. Awesome. Is there, besides the website, are you on social media? Do you do like Instagram or any of those things? We have an Instagram page. Uh, I think it's varsity underscore sports underscore network. Uh, we, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. So, yeah, we, I, I try to share all of our stories on our social media platforms with the links. And sometimes I get people upset when they click on the link and they have to subscribe. But that's part of my marketing. <laughs> so. Right. so one of the ways they could probably help you that is free would be jumping on that Instagram and liking and subscribing and doing all that kind of stuff. But if, cause if those numbers go up, it sure. can help, but draw more attention to you. And, and it keeps that low price of four ninety nine a month down low at four ninety nine a month. Yes. I, I believe between all our social media accounts were 10 or 12,000 people. And there may be some duplicates across the different platforms, but it it's decent. It's not a, <laughs> crazy like some people have but right well gary ardonado i want to thank you for coming i appreciate your time oh thank you for having me it's been fun you've been listening to the ac sports report as you know there's a massive scene of youth sports in the dmv and it's our passion to cover it all we hope you enjoyed the show we know we had fun make sure to like rate and review And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.alstoncarlisle.com. Till next time, this has been the AC Sports Report.